We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. The Patriot, WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Intelligent Radio, fueled by Lucky's Station. With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin. The head of the Broward County Sheriff's Office says only one of his deputies was on the scene of a shooting at a Florida high school that resulted in 17 deaths. House Democrats have released a memo pushing back on GOP claims of surveillance abuses in FBI's Russia probe. They claim it's intended to, in their words, correct the record on a Republican memo, which they say cherry-picked details and was misleading. President Trump had blocked the release of that memo earlier this month, claiming it compromised national security. Democrats on the Intelligence Committee released a redacted version of the memo after consulting with the FBI and other security agencies. The GOP memo had accused the FBI and Justice Department of abusing surveillance programs. President Trump had claimed the GOP memo vindicated him. Correspondent Wally Hines, this is SRN News. Joe Walsh sees gun control enthusiasts pushing harder than ever. After what happened in Florida last week, these people on the left who would do whatever they can do to get rid of guns in America, they are on a mission. And they're not going to hold back. The Joe Walsh Radio Program, weeknights at 11 on AM 1280, The Patriot. Intelligent Radio. You're listening to AM 1280 The Patriot Intelligent Radio. Coming up next is the second half of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's Brad Carlson, the closer, right here on AM 1280 The Patriot. So do not go anywhere. First, we'll give you a quick weather update. A high of 30 degrees and sunny skies for today. A high of 38 and sunny for Monday. And a high of 39 and cloudy skies for Tuesday. And then 40 degrees and partly cloudy skies for Wednesday. Stay tuned for the closer, Brad Carlson on AM1280, The Patriot. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we'd like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into the show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org, and we are here to take your phone calls, 651 289 4488. You can also weigh in via text message. That number is 651-243-0390. And you can weigh in via Twitter. That you Just use hashtag NARN. That's hashtag N-A-R-N for any comments or questions regarding today's show content. And as always, we appreciate you tuning into the show. A lot to get to in this one hour, so we want to get right to it. Uh, we talked in uh, a great deal about the uh, Parkland, Florida high school shooting, uh, specifically uh, Stoneman Douglas uh, High School shooting that took place back on Wednesday, February 14th. And uh, this particular mass shooting seems to have uh, a lot of different layers to it, uh, particularly when it comes to the type of weaponry used by the shooter, uh, what could have been, uh, what protocols that are already in place that could have prevented this, a lot of uh, looking back, and then what can we do going forward. And I personally couldn't think of any better to uh, discuss a lot of these particular issues than Peter Johnson. He, the founder of Archway Defense, check out their fantastic website, archwaydefense.com. 
Uh, Peter, don't be modest. Uh, I know you're a firearms expert and crisis management expert, so uh, feel free to tout your creds. Uh, uh, that's why you're here, Peter. Uh, we, and we welcome you to the Northern Alliance Radio Network, by the way. As always, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, tell us a little bit about Archway Defense, uh, what you do with them, and a little bit about your background. Yeah, Archway Defense is a training company. We've gone national over the past couple of years, and we do a lot of active shooter, active threat, active terrorism response courses for law enforcement, faith-based organizations, and even corporations. Okay. Very timely in this uh, day and age, sadly, uh, with uh, the uh, uh, pervasiveness of some of these uh, shootings. We'll get into a little bit of the numbers as we, as we go along. But um, <clears throat> I guess, like I said, the uh, aftermath of this, uh, we've had a good number of these mass shootings. We've had John talk, I think, specifically about Las Vegas. In fact, I, f- I first heard of Sutherland Springs from you, Peter. You actually sent me a message just before I was to go on the air, and uh, you were flexible enough to come right on within a matter of minutes. So uh, there have been a number of these incidents that have cropped up, and yet there always seems to be the focus on the firearm. And we can look back at a lot of these incidents where there were protocols, as I alluded to, already established, already in place, that just flat out weren't followed. So uh, I guess from that standpoint, you're in that culture where you're training others to use weaponry you have to, you personally and folks within that community have to feel a tremendous amount of pressure regarding the, the arsenal that you do have, Peter Johnson. Well, yeah, the in situations like this, it's really easy to point at an inanimate object and say, this was caused because of this one. And in this case, now everybody's on the AR-15 bandwagon, mm-hmm. right? What is it, an AR-15, Peter so Johnson? AR isn't assault rifle. It actually stands for Armalite, the company who developed the platform. It's a semi-auto gas-fed. Um, there's been tons of manufacturers in the U.S., probably 200-something-plus manufacturers of AR-style or series rifles. Um, but it shoots generally a two twenty three or five five six semi-auto, which means pull the trigger once, you fire one round. Okay. So it's not an automatic rifle where I was in the military for six years, automatic hold the trigger down the entire time. It will keep firing until you release the trigger or you run out of ammo. Got it. Okay. Now, this I know this has to be probably one of your biggest sources of frustration is the terminology often gets just completely bungled, conflated, whatnot. And to me, my opinion, it's it's downright media malpractice when the media does reporting on these particular incidents. You would think, I mean, given the fact that this is their job and their purveyor of information, that they would have the terminology correct and whenever graphics they use, they would have correct. And it's just, what do you find in this experience is the most egregious error that media and lay people make, Peter Johnson? It seems that there's a willing ignorance around the topic of <laughs> at what... Best, at best, yeah. I'm trying to be nice about this. At best, <laughs> a will, willful ignorance, especially in the digital age where we have access to more information at our fingertips than ever before any other generation in the history of the world. It's pretty easy to Google what is an AR-15 and figure out what it is and is not. Or just literally go talk to the, one of the tens of millions of lawful, lawfully armed citizens that own one. Um, so some of the worst stuff we saw during this event was a couple tweets went out saying um, President Trump wants to arm faculty or people at school. Mm-hmm. And, well, uh, AR-15 shoots three times faster than a handgun. How are you ever going to stop an active shooter with a handgun? Mm-hmm. That that's painful. We could take the rest of the hour talking about yeah, that, Peter. Just, <laughs> just just the ballistics of that. Um, I I argue that the people that have sent out those messages or pushed that story in, uh, I believe, is MSNBC pushed that one. Mm-hmm. Have never been on either the sending or the receiving side of a firearm because most cops will go in with a pistol to stop an active shooter, and, and that actually works. So when you hear. Uh, like we, it's been established that there was a resource officer on site at the Stoneman Douglas High School that did not go in and was seen in a, standing on the west side of the building for, as as you've said, the timeline's unclear, four to six minutes, however long it was, did not go in and, and engage the shooter. And uh, as someone who trains law enforcement, uh, what was your reaction to people Again, they have an agenda, they want to ban guns, and they're willing to dismiss all facts that may undermine their narrative, including the fact that, hey, a lot of lives could have been saved had the officer done his job. I don't want to pile on the officer, but 
clearly this was he it was a dereliction of duty. What what is your reaction to people just completely dismissing it, especially someone who works closely with law enforcement? So we have the luxury of not just working with one PD, but we've been traveling around the country. Last year we did fifty thousand miles on the road training wow. law enforcement. God bless you. Yes. All we're doing and it's because of our, our sponsors, JP Rifles, they make AR fifteens mm-hmm. and H and K. They have us go around the country to help train law enforcement to get faster, more proficient, more accurate, because heaven forbid something like the school shooting happens, you need officers who are capable, equipped, and proficient to stop that threat. The longer it goes, and we were talking before we came on the air, the longer it goes, and I'm talking about seconds, more people are going to die. Sure. So we have to cut those seconds down. Uh, After Columbine, remember back in 1999, the, the old school method for law enforcement was to sit on the sideline and wait to page out the SWAT team. Right. Well, the danger is when you sit and wait for SWAT teams, they're very well-trained, very proficient, well-equipped, but it's going to take them 30 to 45 minutes to get geared up on site and Mm. make a plan. Okay. So then it shifted to a uh, hall boss or a concept of first three to four show up and then they go clear the school because we don't have time, 30 minutes to let all these kids get slaughtered. So instead, we're going to put in three to four man teams. That was a couple of years back. Everything up until right around the 2006, 7, 8 range, it was solo officer response. What, what we realized is officers still need to get in even faster than we, they were before, and they don't have time to wait for that third, fourth, or fifth officer. So now it's the concept of solo officer response. First one in the door runs mm-hmm. towards the sound of the gunfight. Okay. Everybody else behind, it turns into a blue wave of every responding squad you start piling in that building, okay. and you overwhelm what whoever the aggressor is. And these active shooters, active threats, active terrorism, let's not mince words. They're stopped by directed violence towards the attacker, Sure, Perfe- what we call professional violence. Anybody can be an amateur at violence and just be violent towards anyone. Sure, sure. Professional violence is what we call the military, law enforcement, or the lawfully armed citizen for self-defense to do. Now, we alluded, you alluded to a little bit, and I want to come back to that, about, uh, you know, President Trump suggested that maybe we should arm teachers. And, and I want to, and there's a lot of straw man arguments where they're saying, well, the, he's suggesting that teachers be required to care. And nobody who has influence over legislation has suggested that. So let's, let's get rid of that chanting point first. However, there are, Plenty of employees within a school, whether it be teachers, custodians, administration, who already have, say, for an example, concealed carry permit. They're not going to advertise that they're carrying. But if you remove the school of being a status of, say, a gun-free zone, how big of a deterrent alone is that, Peter Johnson? When people know that they're going to get shot back, let's go to the FBI data on this. Mm -hmm. On all active shooters, and we'll call them active shooters because it's just relating to the use of the aggressor with a firearm, all active shooters... The number of deaths or fatalities dramatically decreases once violence has been directed towards the aggressor. Sure. Well, that's a very easy aha moment. Mm-hmm. We need to put professional violence towards that aggressor as fast as we possibly can. Now, if that means that there's a coach or a school administrator that is trained, proficient, clean background, clean mental health, everything else that wants to carry concealed, I don't know why we're restricting them from doing that. And 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 that's and and to bounce off that one of the things because I suggested that is like I you know requiring teachers to carry that's a non-starter for me I no thanks because I I mentioned off the air my wife is a public school teacher and I know some of her colleagues and I could name you names of people I don't want carrying a gun okay so let's get rid of that but uh, to that end if you if you want to and I think in Minnesota it's already. Legal with permission, right? Am I, yeah. am I mistaken? Yeah, here's a huge misnomer. In Minnesota, you can already do this. Okay. We've done active shooter programs for uh, faith-based organizations that also have schools attached. And part of that was having the principals or school leaders part of that training. Well, under Minnesota law currently, the school administrators or pr- principal, somebody high, an executive of the school, can give permission on a case-by-case basis to allow a permit to carry holder into the building, which... We already have it on the books. This already passed. Sure, sure. Yeah, and, and I, that's an excellent point because you're basically has someone, they have gone through all of this. I mean, to be a teacher alone, I imagine you have to go through some pretty stringent background checks, but then separately they've already done what they've needed to do to be able to purchase a, a, a firearm. So this, uh, 
But I want to bounce off that a little bit because one of the responses I got was, well, why are we flooding the zone with more weapons? That doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. What if a student is aware that there's a weapon in the building and they overwhelm the teacher and what happens there? Well, this isn't something you're going to advertise, correct, Peter? Yeah. I mean, the best the best security is a covert security posture, right? We've all seen a over-the-top bouncer somewhere or security guard that doesn't look as professional as you would have wanted, right? Sure, sure. The best security is simply saying, hey, we're not going to tell you what, what we have going on inside the school as far as it relates to armed teachers or faculty. But we will tell you that we take our the lives of these students so seriously that we're willing to take on this extra burden of responsibility just to keep these kids safe. So we're not going to tell you what we're going to do, but you will, if there's violence directed towards the students, our faculty will respond. Well, once again, we are joined by Peter Johnson. He, the founder of Archway Defense. Check out their website, archwaydefense.com. I uh, need to take a break. When we come back, Peter, I do want to, I know we talked a little bit about the specific weaponry used, and I want to bounce a little bit off of that and kind of uh, get into some, uh, maybe you can uh, refute some of the chanting points that are out there. That's why you're here, Peter. I brought you here specifically I for that reason. <laughs> 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can text your comments or questions to 651-243-0390 or weigh in via Twitter. Again, just use hashtag NARN. That's hashtag N-A-R-N. Brad Carlson, the clothes are right here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. According to a recent survey, these are the top barriers to company growth. Finance takes too long to close the books, too slow to launch new products, hiring and keeping good people, systems not talking to each other. They should look at the number one business and financial system for growing companies, NetSuite from Oracle. NetSuite tracks and manages your revenue, cash flow, HR, inventory, projects, even e-commerce from a dashboard on your phone. Go to NetSuite.com slash radio to get your free guide called Crushing the Five Barriers to Growth. NetSuite.com slash radio. I just saved hundreds of dollars by switching to GEICO. I feel like I'm on top of the world. Disclaimer, you will not be transported to the top of the world. In the unlikely event you find yourself at the Arctic Circle, seek shelter from the elements immediately to avoid frostbite and or hypothermia. GEICO will not be responsible if you find yourself in a cave or crevasse with a lonely, abominable snowman, who in all likelihood will force you to play games including but not limited to Go Fish, Charades, Chinese Checkers, or his personal favorite, Red Rover, Red Rover, Send Yeti on over. GEICO is not liable for any damages, either physical or emotional. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Pain relief is here, and it's natural. You don't need all the negative side effects of ibuprofen when you have Relief Factor. Relief Factor is made from high-quality fish oil and essential nutrients, gives your body the help it needs to fight recurring aches and pains. When life's aches and pains get you down, you need Relief Factor. How do I know? Because I know. Because I've tried it. I've taken it. I'm thrilled with the results from Relief Factor. ReliefFactor.com. I take a packet in the morning, a packet in the evening. My lower back pain, gone. This stuff really works. And in fact, 80% of people who try the three-week quick start, which is the introductory offer, buy it again. 80%. So what do you have to lose except 20 bucks? Give it a shot. The 1995 uh, three-week quick start is waiting for you at relieffactor.com. If you don't think it's for you afterwards, that, just let them know and you're only out 20 bucks. But think of what life could be like without any pain. relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384 for Relief Factor. I'm sure glad you're my sister, Addie. Yep, you're my best buddy. Mom says you were their little surprise. What would we do without you? Well, you'll probably get your own gum. Yeah, that's true, but you're worth it. Hello, my name is Carrie. I work with Pro-Life Across America, the billboard people. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives to abortion or needs post-abortion assistance or would like to support the life-saving work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out online at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America, educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard People. Hey, welcome back, AM 1280, the Patriot. 
Northern Alliance Radio Network. It is me, Brad Carlson, the closer, closing out this weekend's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network programming. You can catch my friend and colleague King Banyan on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. It's the King Banyan Show every Saturday from 9 to 11 a.m. And my friend and colleague Mitch Berg on these very airwaves, AM 12, to the Patriot. Mitch is heard from 1 to 3 on Saturdays. He is the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance. The close time closer closing out every weekend, Sundays, 2 to 3. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in the, into the show. Uh, honored to be joined by Peter Johnson. He, the founder of Archway Defense. Again, check out the fantastic work at Archway Defense. Dot com. Uh, Peter has uh, served in the military uh, in uh, both uh, Operation Iraqi Freedom and Enduring Freedom. Is that correct, Peter? Yep. And uh, you were a federal air marshal yeah, once upon a, a time? Yeah, air marshal out of New York for five years. Okay, fantastic. So uh, when we talk about uh, uh, crisis management, uh, crisis security, firearms, Peter knows of what he speaks. Uh, that is for certain. Uh, I want to uh, talk a little bit about uh, the type of weapon. I mean, the weapons are obviously the focus because... Uh, the chanting points are already there in a template, literally, and I do mean literally, before the bodies are even cold, that we need to have gun, gun control now. It's no waiting for the facts, and as and had they waited a week for the facts to come out, we would have seen some incredible uh, deficiencies, whether it's FBI protocols, background check protocols, security, what have you. We'll leave that aside for now, but I do want to focus on the weapon that the shooter used, and they're focused upon that. and. I would argue, Peter, and I, I don't know that much about firearms, but it's just common sense. If you have 10 minutes unobstructed to shoot, the weapon really doesn't matter, Peter Johnson. Yeah, at the end of the day, if you have 10 minutes in a uh, tar- what we would call a target-rich environment, if you're looking to perpetrate as much evil as you can towards innocent life, if you have 10 un- uninterrupted minutes, you can do a lot of damage. We were talking on the break about the 2014 mass stabbing on March 1st in China. Mm. 33 people killed and 160 injured with knives. Mm-hmm. If evil wants to attack innocents, they'll find a way. 9-11 was committed with box cutters and airplanes. Right. right? So we either accept the fact that evil does exist and they're going to find some way, whether it was New York City, uh, it was a U-Haul or a Home Depot truck running over people in New York City, or an AR-15 in the hands of a psychopath kid down in Florida. Um, the equipment is there, but the the time, this is what's my biggest concern, the time on target, the amount of time he had uninterrupted to kill as many innocent kids as he could, that's something we need to discuss. And, of course, I, I'm not disagreeing. It's just like someone like that shouldn't be able to purchase a weapon like that, given his background. And nobody is disputing that. That's a big straw man to say that... The NRA, who, by the way, has probably been the most proficient organization in terms of helping draft legislation regarding background checks. Uh, We'll leave that aside for a second. But no one's disputing that someone like this should not be allowed to to purchase a weapon. But as we've seen, there were some some serious deficiencies in, in the reporting of his background. And they... Basically, when unheated or the threshold wasn't high enough to to arrest him, I mean, it's it's scary. It this is a this will turn into a almost perfect case study of everything that went wrong following up. People constantly reporting that this individual had huge mental health problems, mm-hmm. that this individual was a risk to themselves or others, that this individual is making what we'd call in Minnesota under Minnesota statute terroristic threats, threatening deadly force against others to intimidate and produce fear. He was breaking the law when he was doing this. Right. right. So this he was already a criminal by the time it got up to the point where he decided to go into that school after being dropped off by an Uber and shooting as many innocent kids as he could. The The danger in all of this is if we focus on inanimate objects, you lose the process failure, and there are massive process failures here. From the n- number of times that the law enforcement were called out to his house mm-hmm. to even the FBI reporting where the FBI came out and said, yes, there are processes in place to investigate this, and those processes weren't followed. We can point to a number of incidents, and I got an audio soundbite later on, but I mean, goodness sake, Sutherland Springs, this, is a, this was a guy who, I think it was the Air Force, failed to log the complaint because he, he, he was in a domestic violence yep. incident. Convicted of domestic abuse, right. which prohibits you from owning a gun. Domestic violence prohibits you from owning a gun. So now we have another government entity, which was the Air Force, failing to report his con- military conviction to the FBI NCIC, which then allowed him to go out, buy a gun. They ran the background check on him, but because the 
Air Force failed to send over that paperwork. There was a huge backlog, and he was able to get a gun when he was prohibited by law from owning a gun. So let's make more laws and let these government bureaucracies uh, handle more of these incidents, Peter Jensen. It only makes sense, right? But uh, th- And this is also a case study because uh, uh, a gentleman who, uh, <coughs> by the way, happened to be a member of the NRA, used... What's your terminology? Professional violence to confront the shooter? Professional violence directed towards the aggressor with the goal of saving lives. Because yeah. he, he knew sooner that we shoot back and put violence on that aggressor, more people are going to survive. And that's exactly what happened. And this was at the uh, Sutherland Spring shooting we're, uh, we're referring to. Again, it's easy to conflate a lot of these because there were so many breakdowns. I mean, the, the Charleston, South Carolina shooter, another one who should not have been allowed to purchase a firearm. But again, more breakdowns in the system. Correct. I think if anything comes of this, and what we should be pushing for is a review and an overhaul of the system. Because if this many cases are going through and they're running through the background checks and nothing's being picked up, there's a critical failure in that system. So what what is it? Uh, how what is your reaction to uh, the? I mean, let's face it: the gun grabbers they can't come out and say, even though they probably want to, and maybe desire to confiscate all weapons physically it's just not possible but if they somehow were able to i mean law-abiding citizens are the only ones who follow the law and if they were to willingly give up their their firearms i mean you probably know this better than i peter the sheer volume that's out there that isn't that just downright impossible it's yeah it's absolutely impossible in the united states so u.s has about 330 million um inhabitants, right? The population in the U.S. is about 330. We have over 350 million guns. Mm. There are 880,000 law enforcement officers. So you'd have to have every single one of those officers go and confiscate truckloads of guns individually. Right. Good luck. Not happening, yeah. And then, even if they could, let's say for argument, I like the intellectual thought of what what if we could get rid of all guns? Mm -hmm. Well, Let's look at Paris 1 and Paris 2 attack. You can't own fully automatic AK-47s in Paris. Mm-hmm. Can't even own them here outside of a very small licensing set. But in Paris, you're not allowed to own AK-47s. You're also not allowed to own suicide bomb vests. Sure. You're also not allowed to own fragmentation grenades. Right. But what happened in Paris? They mm-hmm. were able to own all, or get, not own, they are able to get all three and produce one of the most horrific attacks that Paris has ever seen. Right. Yeah. And, and I think this is this this kind of comes back to the greater point is uh, the law abiding citizens that are the only ones who are going to follow the law. And, you know, the gun grabbers often scoff at a black market. I mean, but obviously something like doesn't the, isn't there evidence of the contrary? Something like that exists. It absolutely exists. I mean, the the idealistic notion that we could ban all guns, if you could, even if it would, again, let's go back to history. Armed conflict. We found edged weapons that go back to 5,000 B.C. Mm-hmm. Weapons, edged sure. weapons. So sure. we've had armed conflict for roughly 7,000 years. I don't know who thinks in their lifetime they're going to get rid of violence directed towards an innocent person in our lifetime in modern society. What do you sense, uh, and this uh, is different about, I was talking a little bit, kind of do a pre-show video before the show. This particular incident, uh, getting back to the Stoneman Douglas High School shooting down in Parkland, Florida, seems to have more legs, at least in the gun-grabbing crowd. Before, they would get broken down because their narratives would inevitably fall apart because they want to pass legislation that either would have done nothing to prevent the mass shooting, violate civil liberties, or ban weapons that people can't have already. Why do you think this particular incident has more legs than the others? At least it seems to me. I I could be wrong. I'd agree with you on that. It's what it seems from looking at the coverage is we know that there's a far, far left narrative, the goal or objective to get rid of all firearms, to mm-hmm. abolish the Second Amendment because it's, quote, outdated, as they tweet about it on their First Amendment right on their cell phone. <laughs> exactly. Um, but what they're doing on this one is taking the true pain and anguish of these poor kids that were in the school and hauling them out and using them as political political leverage against their adversary, which would be the lawfully armed citizen, the Second Amendment, NRA, and anybody else who believes in the inherent right of self-defense. You've seen some things, Peter, having been in combat. You've seen death. You've seen some horrific uh, things happen. I'm not going to ask you to explain in detail, but 
you're an adult, grown man. These are kids who witnessed this or were in proximity to it. This seems a little unhealthy, a week removed from an incident like this, to put them up on a national stage and see. And I don't know. I, it just seemed creepy to me. Even even law enforcement, if you're in a post, uh, post-shooting, let's say you're a law enforcement officer, and heaven forbid you have to draw your weapon in self-defense for yourself or someone else and and end somebody else's life, right? They don't even allow you to go in front of the press. They don't allow you to give a statement for multiple days because of the the turmoil that you just went through. Of course, yeah. It's so stressing, stressing on the human body that you shouldn't be going out and making all these statements. Unfortunately, it seems, and it sounds harsh, but they're leveraging the, the real emotion from these kids and putting them out in front of the media to get a political agenda pushed. And if they weren't leveraging them, what would they be doing differently? That's what I want to say. So, hey, we're joined by Peter Johnson. He's the founder of Archway Defense, 651 289 4488 is the number to call. Uh, kind of sounds like we're just getting started. We've got some audio clips that we want to play from the CNN Town Hall and this morning's CNN State of the Union uh, television show with the interview with Broward County Sheriff Scott Israel. Coming back in mere moments. Go nowhere. This Monday, CBS presents a divine new comedy. I've decided to live my life 100% by the Bible to get ready for fatherhood. You read me one word from that Bible, Chip, and I will smack you with it. Chip is following the good book for better or worse. Are we still going to have fun? It's going to be the same marriage that we've always had. Oh, except if you get too crabby, I'm supposed to go live in the desert. Living Biblically, series premiere, CBS Monday. After new episodes of Kevin Can Wait, Man with a Plan, and Superior Donuts. Hi, this is Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM 1280 The Patriot. And I'd like to remind you to spend your money wisely and use our loyal marketing partners here at this great station. Many of our clients are local businesses who live, work, and play right here in the Twin Cities, and their success in business is our success. For a list of our loyal marketing partners, go to am1280thepatriot.com or call us at 651-405-8800. We thank you for listening and supporting our partners. There is no better steward of your money than you. Helping you create wealth and income is our number one goal. Online Trading Academy teaches you trading and investing skills so you can protect and grow your investments to retire on your terms and never outlive your retirement savings. We teach you one-on-one how to grow your investments, even in a market that's at an all-time high. If your retirement is in a 401k or 403b, you can still learn the tools to improve their performance. Many students maintain their full-time jobs, but still love learning to be more consistent while making a great second income from this market. We have been teaching successful trading techniques for 20 years. Once you get the education, you can trade on your own with confidence. Call OTA at pound 250 on your cell phone and register for a free trading and investing workshop or go to learnwithota.com. Online Trading Academy Radio. This is David Davenport of the Hoover Institution for townhall.com. Among many lost arts in Washington, the most problematic is the lost art of compromise. The dictionary says compromise includes the root word calm or together with the word promise. We make promises by coming together. America learned this early with the Constitutional Convention full of compromises. But now members of Congress vote not to find the best solution for the country, but the best platform for their next election. Democrats threatened to shut the entire government over dreamer immigrants, while Trump was willing to see a shutdown over his wall. And so it goes. Politicians standing firm on one issue or another, which they believe will get them reelected, and the whole of the federal government is held hostage. We need more politicians like Ronald Reagan, who told House Speaker Tip O'Neill, I will take half a loaf today, but I will come back for the other half tomorrow. I'm David Davenport. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate program. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Hey, welcome back, AM 1280, The Patriots. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another segment on the broadcast is me, Brad Carlson, joined in studio by Peter Johnson. He's the founder of Archway Defense. And when we're talking uh, firearms, weaponry, and uh, crisis management, uh, Peter knows of what he speaks. Again, check out their website, archwaydefense.com. And by the way, we're here to take your phone calls, too, at 651-289-4488. Or if you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, hey, feel free to do so as well. Just use hashtag NARN. That's hashtag N-A-R-N. For any comments or questions regarding 
Uh, today's show content, again, we are talking about uh, the continued aftermath of the Stoneman Douglas High School shooting that took place in Parkland, Florida, uh, 11 days ago. Uh, Peter, one of the statements that I've seen in this uh, debate, and again, uh, a lot of gun grabbers say they want to have an honest conversation, but when they say, when you, when you hit back and say, why well, should be able to have any kind of weapon I so desire, they say you care more about guns and kids because no one needs kind of a high-powered uh, weapon that was used in some of these mass shootings. So when people say to you, why do you need an AR-15? What's your response to that, Peter Johnson? Well, thank God it's a bill of rights, and you don't need the right to tweet. Outside of that, yeah, Peter, yeah, yeah, yeah. Outside of that one. <laughs> but let's let's get rid of the bill of rights. Um, for an AR-15 platform, for home defense, personally, and because all we do is train people all day long, it's easier to train somebody up on an AR or rifle platform than it is a shotgun or a pistol. Um, my wife, smaller, petite stature, she can shoot a handgun, but it takes a lot more training to get her proficient enough where she's confident enough, heaven forbid, she needs to use that Interesting. Okay. than an AR. Think about an AR, the, the military version, which is fully automatic or burst, which you can't buy as a civilian. Right, right. The M16 or M4 platform which we teach military kids at 18. We can run them through a couple-day course, and now they're pretty proficient with that platform. The learning curve or the manual of arms for that platform or a rifle is a lot easier than a pistol and a shotgun. That's the primary reason. So do you support uh, raising the legal age to age 21 for purchasing a rifle, as has been bandied about? I would would make the argument. I joined the military um, a little bit early. I joined right after 9-11. So okay. I was right at that 17, 18-year mark. Okay. They could ship me away and have me go die in some dump of a country for for our country at 18. I'm not, but I'm not allowed to have a beer, and I'm not allowed to come back home and pick up a sporting rifle. So that would be a no, Peter Johnson? No. <laughs> I, I would argue I would argue we have to have a serious conversation about what we're putting. If, if a kid is 18 and they're not capable of having a beer or buying a sporting rifle, why are we shipping them around the world with a machine gun or a tank or anything else and telling them to go die on a foreign country. And yet many of these same people are suggesting that the Stoneman Douglas High School, many who are 15 or 16, look at these uh, woke kids. That's the term, the terminology used. They're woke. Uh, let's let's lower their voting age to 16, but uh, somehow increase the uh, age to own a rifle to 21. That doesn't uh, doesn't compute, Peter Johnson, when you I gotta start, say. When you start throwing the totality of the arguments, they contradict too often. Oh, of course. And, I mean, it's, yeah, it's we know painful. Um and the easiest one for me, because serving and had the pleasure of serving with some amazing people at the age of 18, some of them were 17 years old mm. when they served. Mm. But they, under this proposal, they wouldn't be allowed to come back and buy a semi-auto sporting rifle right. after we trusted them with grenade launchers and claymores and hand grenades and javelin missile systems. Right. But you can't come back and own a sporting rifle. Okay. I, I figured, I assumed I knew what your answer would be, but I at least wanted to hear uh, some of the rationale behind it. Uh, we do have some audio sound bites that we want to want to play. Uh, let's start. This uh, these first few are from the CNN town hall that took place this past Wednesday. I'm, pu- I'm using town hall and scare quotes, but scare quotes aren't good on the radio because people can't see. But, uh, yeah, this first clip, uh, NRA spokeswoman Dana Lash who, God bless her, by the way, going into that uh, very hostile environment where it was people from the Parkland, Florida community, Stoneman Douglas High School community, making up the entire audience. And then uh, Sheriff Scott Israel, he of Broward County. This is an exchange that they had. Uh, Cut number one. Go, Brandon. Firearm they have away from them and bring them to a mental health facility. Did not meet that standard? 39 visits, assaulting students, assaulting parents, taking bullets and knives to school. Did that not meet that standard? Well, which 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 are you speaking about specifically? You seem to know about all 39. Well, there's I know there's one Florida statute well, where if he's no, sending me, messages threatening, case. if he's sending messages threatening to kill people, that right there under Florida state law. Who did he send the message to kill people to? BuzzFeed, AP, Reuters, Yahoo News no, all what, reported that what, was to other students. Who was the victim? It was, well, it was Reuters sent to can't, other students. Dana, Reuters can't be a victim. The only person person who could be they a victim is an individual. Sheriff is what so I'm if saying. an individual was threatened and it was real, that's a crime. But it, if he's posting yes, things... they were threatened with death. They were threatened that they were going to bleed. They were threatened that they were going to be killed. Well, 
What's your specific case? And he had already taken bullets and knives to school. He had already assaulted people. He assaulted his parent. He assaulted other students. 39 visits. And this was w w known what, to the, 30, to the, you're to saying the intelligence visits. and law enforcement the, community. Now, I'm not, look, I'm not saying that you can be everywhere at once, no. but this is what I'm talking you're, you're about. We have to follow up on these red flags. You're, you're not the litmus that meets test. This, doesn't you, that meet the You're standard? absolutely not the litmus test for how law enforcement should follow up. You're wrong. There weren't 39 visits. Some of them, they were GOA. Some of them called from other states. To say there were 39 visits, I don't know where you got those facts, but you're completely Media. wrong. Did well, they report it inaccurately? They, they reported it inaccurately, but if, if you're going to stand up in front of a national audience, you shouldn't I'm, rely I'm not, on a, me on a media. This is what I'm asking. Okay, well, uh, I think the official number that came out, they, they, they broke it down. And, and this, this is what's so hilarious about this. They were so indignant about, well, it's not 39. It was only about 23. Oh, 23. Okay, well, then that makes all the difference in the world. These are the same people who conflated stats saying there have been 18 mass shootings since the beginning of 2018. And there was actually 11. And when you point that out, well, some of these don't really meet that standard, like uh, a BB gun actually accidentally discharging doesn't meet that standard. And they get all indignant. Well, it's still 11. That's still a lot. But yet 23 is so much better than th it's. Yeah, I, I'm I'm having a hard time keeping my head on straight with this, Peter Johnson. <laughs> the frustration, especially when emotions are going high with an event like this, is we have to have facts have to matter. And if they don't matter, why are we even talking? Did you hear the audience in the background? It's like it, they didn't want to hear it. It's like, it, let's focus on getting rid of the guns. They don't want to hear facts that undermine their narrative. This is what it's all about. Well, and the CNN, I can't call it a town hall meeting. I unfortunately watched it. Um, it seemed more like a witch hunt, in all honesty. Oh, sure, sure. It, it had very little to do with finding common ground, fact-finding, or meaningful solutions outside of a witch hunt. And again, I don't want to engage in character assassination assassination of these teenagers what they've gone through i mean me as an adult i haven't come close to enduring what they had to endure on february 14th so that much i understand but this idea that they can make these just flat out erroneous statements whether it be through ignorance or whatnot and you can't engage in factual refutations it's it's this is this is the discourse that we're in, we have to engage in now apparently yeah it's um i mean watching that and then hearing it again just now, it's the the sheriff down there. Remember, the sheriff is, if I'm not mistaken, elected official. Yes. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So he's an elected official. Um, before he went on for that, quote, town hall meeting, he was made aware that his sworn deputy, school resource officer, did not make entry, violating every basic active shooter policy program initiative that's been put in place since Columbine. He knew that one of his guys, and now it might be up to three or four of his officers, did not make entry. If one officer doesn't do it, fear, stress, panic, stuff, we can argue that. Four, that's a cultural issue, in my opinion, within that sheriff's office. And if it's a cultural issue, that goes up to leadership. Let's uh, go to the, uh, I think the second clip's a uh, bit shorter. Second audio clip, again, this is from the CNN uh, quote-unquote town hall. Interject for a second, though, and and I understand you're standing up for the NRA, and I understand that's what you're supposed to do. Or civil liberties. But you just told this group of people Tomato that demand. you are standing up for them. You're not standing up for them until you say, "I want less weapons." So, so pointing out the uh, stunning failures of a bureaucracy like the FBI, or stunning failures of law enforcement like the Broward County Sheriff's Office, where had they done their basic duties would have prevented deaths, but that's not standing up for people. I'm uh, failing again, to understand that rationale, Peter Johnson. And again, during this witch hunt, put this in context, we now know that before he went on stage, he knew that his school resource officer did not stand up for those kids being slaughtered inside that school. And that segues perfectly to, uh, let's skip over the third one, Brandon, play the final one. This is from this morning. Uh, Sher Sheriff Scott Israel appeared with Jake Tapper on CNN's State of the Union. Go. When did you find out that Deputy Peterson had not gone into the building? How soon after the shooting did you know that? Uh, not for days. Uh, we, uh, How many our days? investigators looked. I'm not sure. Because you spent much of the Wednesday night town hall on CNN a with the entire Stoneman Douglas community, students and teachers and parents, attacking the NRA, saying that police need more powers, more money to prevent future tragedies. You didn't disclose any of this to the crowd then, the Stoneman Douglas high school community, did you know it then? Did you know it Wednesday night? 
It was spoken about during that uh, earlier during that day. I'm not on a wow. timeline for TV or any news show. We need to get it right. We need to get it accurate. We're talking about people's lives. We're talking about a community. Uh, we need to corroborate. We need to verify. And once we did the next day, and I, w I looked at the tape, and I was 100% certain that it happened the way uh, I was told about, the investigators initially told me, told about, I didn't even release it you right You didn't that look at second. the video? I, I, one week after the shooting, you hadn't looked at the video yet? I looked at the video as soon as our investigators, uh, it wasn't my job to look at the video, it was investigators' job to look at the video. I'm still sheriffing this, 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 uh, this county. There were many things to do. We have investigators, homicide investigators, internal affairs investigators dissecting it. And when they felt it, uh, there was a video that, I, ready for my view, that I might take action on one of our deputies, I looked at the video. And let me add this, Jake. Once I saw the video, the first order I gave was for our, our detectives to notify the families that the, of, of, the, uh, of the, uh, those lost, the, uh, the families, families, yesterday, today, and tomorrow, the families come first. And I wanted to make sure the families knew what happened and what was about the to families happen. Were before we hall, the, sir, 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 the, the families were at the CNN Town Hall, sir. The families were at the CNN Town Hall, and you could have disclosed that's to not them. The, that's not... We didn't, I couldn't disclose it then because there was no corroboration, Jake. There was no confirmation. We needed dot I's and cross T's, and I certainly would not disclose it to a family at a town hall. Not every family was there. Okay, so uh, this really puts into light how stunningly arrogant the sheriff was, how indignant he was toward Dana Lash talking about we need to get the weapons. You're just here standing up for the NRA. But yet he knew that day of the town hall that the resource officer failed to go into the building, his job. Correct. How would that look during the election for him yeah. the next round? Yeah. So, unfortunately, because of the witch hunt, um, it's a lot easier to join the witch hunt than to stand up stand up and try to bring meaningful conversation and dialogue to uh, a mob, mob entity at a, quote, town hall. Yeah, and, and again, when, when Dana Lash is continually pointing out the breakdowns in whether it be the background checks, law enforcement reaction, specifically the uh, following up on the concerns that family members had about uh, the gunman, uh, she, they were just catcalls. It's like they didn't want to hear any of it because they were afraid it would undermine, uh, you know, I, I've said ad nauseum on the show, it would undermine their narrative. And can't have that, Peter Johnson. I, 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 stunning, stunning. And, and again, I, I listened to that clip earlier, and it's just like how he could be so indignant on stage when he knew that. Because my... I, I didn't know. I wasn't aware of that. I'm like, well, he maybe didn't know. But then when he admitted, oh, yeah, we had a discussion about it that earlier that day. Oh, okay. And, and, and I understand. I agree. You don't tell the parents in that kind of setting. That's not the appropriate way. I agree with that. But the fact that you knew it and still acted the way you did, stunning arrogance. Stunning arrogance. And how ironic that there is a picture circulating of Sheriff Israel with Hillary Clinton because – this was very Benghazi-esque, something that's kind of been hung around Hillary's neck for quite some time, Peter Johnson. Yeah, the the politics of this. I, anytime you get a politician who is heading up a law enforcement organization, I, I served in law enforcement in the military and then in uh, the federal side of the house with Homeland. Okay. So we were federally sworn. We weren't politicians. Mm -hmm. the, the people that are doing the work are not politicians. Right. The 880,000 sworn law enforcement officers Overwhelming 99.99 whatever percent are not politicians. They are professional criminal criminologists, sure. practitioners of this skill set. So to have um, a talking head who's a politician, because let's face it, he is a politician. Right. It it does a disservice to the people that are serving under him that are doing good work, and it acts as a artificial barrier to protect people that might not have been doing the right thing. Once again, we are with uh, Peter Johnson. He's the founder of uh, Archway Defense. So we have one final short segment coming up right here on AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Uh, you want to get in a phone call? <laughs> you better hurry. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Or you could use Twitter. Just use hashtag NAR and hashtag NARN. One final short segment coming up on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. 
Where you sold an annuity, you deserve a clear, honest, objective review of exactly what it is, and more importantly, what it isn't. Go to annuitydiscovery.com, and for a limited time, you can request an unbiased review of any annuity absolutely free. It's a $500 value, but for a limited time, this community service is complimentary. Request yours today at annuitydiscovery.com. It's imperative you know the truth. Since you won't get the real story from the sales agent or the insurance company, let Annuity Discovery be your advocate. Visit annuitydiscovery.com. What's in your annuity? An investment firm that believes in safeguarding your money as if it were their own, that believes your financial goals matter as much as theirs, that recognizes its people are its greatest assets, and that is built on respect for the client and the financial advisor, the investment firm you've been waiting for. Stiefel. We built it. Stiefel Nicholas & Company, Incorporated, Member SIPC and NYSE. Stiefel.com. I was skeptical when I heard that your family bank could help me pay off my mortgage and get out of debt in under 10 years with my current income. Hi, my name is John. I'm a Patriot listener and a financial executive here in town. As such, I understand numbers. Using your family bank, my family will go from a $292,000 mortgage with 22 years remaining and $40,000 of additional debt to being totally out of debt, including the mortgage, in 9.8 years. We'll save $103,000. If you don't have a program which will get your family totally out of debt, including your mortgage, in less than 10 years just by redirecting your current cash flow, you need to talk with Daniel of Your Family Bank, who's right here in the Twin Cities. Thanks, John. This is Daniel Altwig of Your Family Bank. My friend, there's no risk nor obligation to find out for yourself. Go to daniel.yourfamilybank.org, click on the Request tab in the upper right-hand corner, and leave your contact information. daniel.yourfamilybank.org. That's daniel.yourfamilybank.org. Message and data rates may apply. Remembering when to change your fridge filter is a hassle. Remembering the right filter is almost impossible. So at Filters Fast, we have some good advice. Forget it. Instead, remember this. Text WATER11 to 443443 and check fridge filters off your to-do list forever. Get it all taken care of for a fraction of big box store prices with a Filters Fast brand filter. To see how much you can save, plus get free shipping, text WATER11 to 443443. With a huge range of brand name filters available, Filters Fast is America's number one online filtration company. And you can get a Filters Fast brand filter for a fraction of the price, delivered to your door every time you need it. No need to remember. It's not a matter of if you need a fridge filter. Why not text to get it taken care of? To see how much you can save and get free shipping, text WATER11 to 443443. That's W-A-T-E-R-1-1 to 443443. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Where is the moment we need it is me, Brad Carlson. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. I failed to mention uh, during this hour, but I will mention it. Um, and I have to be kind of vague about it. Just stay tuned to AM 1280, the Patriot. I mean, you're, hopefully you're doing that anyways. But stay tuned to AM 1280 The Patriot because uh, we have one, yeah, maybe two, of our very popular national hosts coming to town. Maybe, kind of. Or maybe it'll just be Mitch and I and King. Some semblance of uh, Salem Media Group <laughs> talent will be getting together for a uh, one of our uh, Patriot uh, events, which you all love and all love attending. Just stay tuned to AM1280ThePatriot.com. And I think Mitch uh, told you yesterday, just block out. Uh, every weekend for the next six months just to kind of be safe and uh, you'll be sure to uh, have your plans in place but uh, we do have a very special patriot event coming up i know we get asked about those quite often and uh, i would estimate uh, before the end of the summer i'll just to be vague about it i'll just put it that way so stay tuned again am 1280 the patriot and am 1280thepatriot.com it's been a fantastic discussion with our guest peter johnson he the founder of Archway Defense. Again, I can't emphasize enough. Go to their website, archwaydefense.com, to see all the fantastic work they've got going on. Uh, i gotta be, I got to be honest with you, Peter. I love the videos you post, some of these uh, training exercises, some of the uh, some of the weaponry. Uh, do you have a public range, by chance, uh, Peter Johnson, where I could uh, test some of these out? Uh, we don't, but for you, we'll make a wolf. Wow, how about that? Yeah, yeah I'm, pulling, I'm using uh, using my pole here. This is good. And, the Patriot card. And, and then part of it, too, is uh, the off-air discussions are even more fascinating. Uh, I can't really reveal a whole lot, but uh, uh, getting a lot of great insights uh, from our guest, Peter Johnson. Uh, Peter, again, we only have a, uh, a few minutes ago. If someone were to consult you, say, a, a legislator who uh, feels under pressure, you know, because 
after every mass shooting, it's like, well, do something. Okay, do what? Well, well, uh, ban machine guns. Already banned. Well, uh, do the you know expand you know put background checks in place. Well, there are already background checks in place. They weren't followed. I mean, but if a legislator who feels the pressure to do something, is there anything you personally can recommend? Given kind of the cumulative effect you've seen over the past uh, uh, two years of some of these spree killings that have taken place, there's a couple things that can be done. Specific. Let's uh, talk about Minnesota for a second. Okay, sure. Um, Minnesota doesn't have an official. Um, program in place outside of allowing people to carry inside of a school with permission from the faculty, the director, generally a principal or someone like that. But creating a formal program um, that we've seen in other states, replicating that in-house, I think there's there's value there. Saying, okay, how, how have other states armed faculty members or given the ability to stop this aggression sooner to people inside that educational facility that have the mindset, the capability, and the willingness to do this. As we said at the top of the hour, sure, this isn't for every single teacher, every single faculty member, but Mm -hmm. let's say there's a retired cop that also teaches. Mm. Why can't we give extra training, extra equipment, extra time to that individual to, heaven forbid, a school shooting or a mass casualty event happens at a school, they act as a stopgap measure before those cops come, or heaven forbid, the first cop up doesn't enter that door. And again, no one, I, no one is suggesting that if there is a law where teachers can conceal carry, that they run toward the shooter. Nobody's suggesting that, and I don't think you would. You you probably would even recommend that, Peter. It's protecting the students, protecting right. innocent life, however you can. Whether that means you're guarding a door, making sure that that aggressor won't be able to chase after anybody. And holding down, locking down your section of the school. Which, God bless, a, uh, the football coach at Stoneman Douglas High, as well as a 15-year-old junior ROTC member, assisting students, protecting students, lost their lives in this. And, you know, hindsight being 2020 and all that, but let's be honest, had they had the proper training, at least the football coach, of yeah, course, you coach. can't arm a minor. I'm not suggesting that. But... but the football coach had the mindset, the willingness to protect innocent lives. And this is, goes into something we talked about on the break, the Supreme Court Warren versus District of Columbia. The police, this is a Supreme Court case. The police have no duty to protect you or anyone listening. There's no duty to protect individual citizens. So then... The next question is, whose job is it to protect you and your kids? Yeah. So, suddenly the banning the Second Amendment doesn't sound like such a great idea, Peter Johnson. i got to admit. So, <laughs> Not that I thought that, of course. Well, Peter, uh, the hour went by way too quick. It was an honor to have you on. We've had you on before, and it's always an, I always learn a lot personally. So appreciate you coming on the broadcast today, and uh, hopefully we can call you on again. Call on you again. As always, thanks for having me. You bet. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Thanks, as always, for tuning into the broadcast, folks. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week. You out into the world. Closing time. Turn all of the lights. Dad says I'm his pride and joy. My mommy says I was her big surprise. My mom says I'm her best helper. I'm adopted. My dad says I was a gift. That's right, kids. Each of you are a miracle and a blessing from God. Hello, my name is Angie. I work with Pro-Life Across America. The Billboard People. If you know someone who is pregnant and in need of confidential counseling, including alternatives to abortion or post-abortion assistance, please call Pro-Life Across America at one 800 or check us out online at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Prolife Across America is educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. Please help support our life-saving outreach. A baby child is being 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America, Do you have sleep apnea? Are you tired of dragging your big bulky CPAP device with you whenever you leave home? Yeah, well, I was too. That's why I'm so glad I called to try the Transcend Mini CPAP for 10 nights. I can't imagine living without it now. My Transcend is about as small as a soda can and weighs less than a pound. That's less hassle to carry than my shaving kit. Plus, I was able to add a battery pack that's as tiny as a deck of cards. But hey, that's not all. Transcend is FAA compliant too, which means I can finally sleep comfortably while flying. Heck, I can sleep comfortably anywhere now. 
So if that all sounds good to you, call now to give Transcend a try. You'll be glad you did. Now you can try Transcend and sleep comfortably for 10 restful nights with a money-back guarantee. Just pay return shipping. So call minicpap.com now. 1-800-915-9272. Again, that's 1-800-915-9272. 1-800-915-9272. Do you want exceptional convenience and still do business with a like-minded Minnesota company? It's not luck. It's Lucky Station Convenience Stores. Larry Elder here with Lucky's owner, Scott Stevens. There's probably nothing more bitter than cold in Minnesota, except a bitter loss after a tough football game. We know everybody's down, but we need to bounce back. Come into Lucky's. We want to warm you up. We'll give you a free cup of coffee. You can vent your frustration, and we can talk about the game. Nobody can relate to you like Lucky Stations. We're your neighborhood store. Lucky Station is a small group of family-owned convenience stores in a world of giant national chains. They have to work harder to earn your business. Lucky Station has everything that the big-name convenience stores have. You see, owner Scott Stevens and his family welcome the opportunity to earn your business. Fill up at Lucky Station today. So come into Lucky's, get a free cup of coffee. To find the station near you, visit LuckyStations.com. Lucky's Station, the official convenience store of AM 1280, The Patriot. This is AM 1280, The Patriot.